Hey, podcast family. Did you know that on May 2nd and 3rd, 2024, our 3D Growth Summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee? But in-person tickets are already sold out with nearly 400 attendees. But you don't have to miss out. You can get exclusive access to our live stream and post-event recordings for just $395. Yes, you heard that right. For a single fee, you and your entire dental team can learn from our industry leaders with online recordings available after the event. So secure your spot now before it's too late by visiting www.3d-dentist.com slash 3D Summit or give us a call at 855-332-2285 and get your tickets for the live stream and event recording today. Now, let's get to this week's episode. Welcome to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal, where our goal is to change the way you practice dentistry by helping you achieve clinical, financial, and personal balance. Now, here's your host, T-Bone. Good evening, afternoon, morning. I don't know. It might be... Daily workouts, yeah. walks, drive might, to work. You might be in Alaska where it's daylight 20 hours a day. Yeah. Or what do they say? Good day? Yeah. What, are, what, mean, what do you, what do you what think do happens? You <laughs> no idea. Do you no say idea. good night when it's still light out? Yeah. Well, how does that work? Yeah, yeah, Rabbit hole. All right. It's, All right. Anyway, we can go on and on and on. <laughs> I'm as far from Alaska as I can get. So. <laughs> yeah. That's true. You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> I'm super excited uh, to invite one of my dental school classmates, uh, Jared Otley, on uh, today's show. And uh, we're going to be talking to Jared about many different things. Uh, and we'll kind of get to that conversation here in a second. But let's turn it over to Meredith and see where we're at. Hello, everyone. I have a weekly review of our podcast. So if you have not already left us a review. Yeah, we're still stuck at 103. I'm a little angry about this. Yeah, if you have not left us a review, please do on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. But I have one today that says something I look forward to every week. I love this podcast. T-Bone covers an incredibly wide range of topics from clinical to practice management and always asks smart questions to his guests. So be prepared. Smart questions. I'm just starting dental school, so I admittedly don't even understand some of the conversations, but I'm always finding that I learn something each week. Well, I would like to add one that was updated this week. Oh, yes. We had a a review update. Yes, from Seth Todd. And thank you, Seth. So he wrote this other stuff before about how he's a non-dentist, blah, 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 which is great. Good, Good for you, Seth. What was so? What was great was his update. It said OMG, which stands for Oh My God or Oh My Goodness. Uh, depending on where you're at. The keto episode is so funny. I was laughing throughout the whole thing. T-Bone hunting for his ice cream. And it is kind of like that. Yeah. And I, so what how I ta- is that going? Uh, what? Uh, it's okay. It, it's, it's, a little, it's a little bit of a struggle right now. Yeah, I heard. Uh, so Jared is visiting from Florida. He's in town. And I heard he likes ice cream, milkshakes. Yes, milkshakes. Dude, <laughs> you, you eat more milkshakes than anybody. I think you eat more milkshakes than me. Listen, if you're going to waste time in a drive-thru, you might as well get a milkshake. For the ride home That's before right. you even yeah. get your food. Last night's drive-thru at Cookout was yes. interesting. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Cookout has, like, the best milkshakes, too. It was good. Yeah. Worth the wait. All right. So Long wait. Well, let's introduce Jared. Jared, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Good, you're nervous, aren't you? You bet. Why, dude? <laughs> Come on, man. Because this isn't my thing. That's not your thing. So tell, me, tell everybody what is your thing. 
I don't have a thing, you know. I just work and be a dad. That's it. All right. So you're you a dentist. That. Yep. Okay. You went to school with me in Kansas City. We made it. You, uh, <laughs> Six years. You made it up. Dragging you made it much other. higher than me. Dragging but, each other. <laughs> but uh, so you grew up in? Milton, Florida. Which is? Northwest Florida. Pensacola. Okay, so Pensacola. Yeah, Pensacola yeah. area. And talk to us. Was dentistry a forced subject on you? I wouldn't say forest, but yes, my father is a dentist. Okay. Uh, my uncle was a dentist. And they practiced together. They practiced together. We worked in the offices, kids. And yeah, my know, kids don't do that. Sterilization. Do your kids work in the office now? Of course. <laughs> so, no, they don't. Okay. <laughs> Makes me feel better. All right. Oh, so, yes, they get paid for working in the <laughs> office. Uh, you know, the, so yeah, we did. We actually did do some work back then. You know, we yeah. developed x rays, uh, cleaned. Yeah. For that was usually like the seventh and eighth grade. Our middle school was really close to my dad's office, so we could walk there after school, put in some hours, and get paid. Your dad was pretty tough on you, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he's he's a yeah he's a stern but good. Yeah, no, yeah. of course he's good. Of course, yeah. Right. But it was my uncle that made it look fun. You know. Why do you say? Th- why do you say that? He did. He just uh, you know he he had a good time in the office. There are two different personalities. My father and uncle. One's very serious. Go in full speed. You know, if you talk to my dad, Bob works too slow. If you talk <laughs> to Bob, my dad works too fast, you know. So it, he used to get this little mechanical turtle. And uh, he'd see dad running from a hygiene room over to his operatory doing work. And he'd get the turtle and he'd wind it up and <laughs> walk down the hallway. You're moving too fast. <laughs> you need to slow down. You're moving too fast. And he would just walk down the aisle singing that song. And my dad would look behind himself. There would be the turtle. Did you understand any difference between a fast-paced office and a slower-paced office at that age? No, but you could see the difference in, like, their – I'm not going to say enjoyment. I'm pretty sure right. my dad loved work. You know, I'm sure there's, like, days we all have. Don't yeah. want to go, sure, want to go, you know. But to me, for my uncle, it looked like every day was fun. Was that just his personality, you think? A lot. Was he a fun person a outside of the oh, office? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Compared to your dad? Yeah, I mean, but he enjoyed it more. Yeah, more. I mean, they're sixteen years apart. Okay, so they're your dad was older. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, so he just made it look more fun. Okay, you know, and that's what kind of you know made me look at like it's a profession I could do for sure. I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah. it was your uncle. I just assumed mm-hmm. it was your dad yep. that made it happen for you. All right. Why'd you pick UMKC? My Why'd dad probably doesn't know that, so I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> he, he won't listen I to this. I doubt he listens to podcasts. He won't listen to this. Although he has these drives now from yeah. uh, where he's teaching. Yeah, so he's teaching at, at one of the... Um, it's an outline clinic for yeah. the school in Tampa. I'm not yeah, sure. I don't know what Braden, it's called. Braden, in Bradenton. Yeah, something like that. So they their senior year, they either go to Defuniac or Michigan. Okay. So he teaches in Defuniac. So he has an hour and a half drive. So he might start listening to these. We never know. Yeah. He should. Find <laughs> we'll find out. He's good. Is he drive his car when fast? Said, when he sees me, he goes, really, Bob? <laughs> Bob's the reason? Then I'll know. Uh, what did you think about growing? Did you, um, well, I, you know, I look, at the end of the day, what I, I don't want to give away too much here, but you now, okay, so he, here's the deal with Jared, which I thought was amazing. Uh, you're four siblings, right? There's yep. you three brothers and a sister. Correct. Your sister's an attorney, and you and your two other brothers, all three of you are dentists. Correct. And you all live essentially within half Same an hour, 45 county. minutes of you, yes. of each other. And so you and your brother, one of your, your younger brother practiced together, correct? Mm-hmm. And then your older brother uh, uh, took over your dad's practice. Correct. 
And you know, let's go through the names because th- so that's the other issue I have <laughs> with your whole family. So my older brother Jeff, <laughs> okay. uh, he graduated dental school in '98, so you're okay. from us. Florida, I think, correct? From Florida. Okay. Went in to practice with my dad and uncle right away. Yep. Okay. Uh, as an associate. As an associate, two years. I believe in uh, 2005 or 2006, uh, uncle moved to Tennessee. Okay. So it just left them too. And then shortly, not shortly, maybe seven years later, my dad retired. Okay. So now my brother's running that office by himself. Okay. Well, he has an associate, I believe, correct? He just recently brought in an associate. All right. Yep. What's it like? Which he needs help. He needs to talk to you. Well, Jeff, you need to talk to Tarun about this. I'm not about associates. <laughs> I am not the right person yes. to talk to about associates. I understand why we want them, yeah. uh, but I'm not necessarily – because I'm very old school. I'm probably like your dad with those kids at those <laughs> clinics, you know. Um, <clears throat> was it weird for your brother to work with your dad? I don't know. He doesn't say much about it. Okay. We, haven't, we haven't had a big, big conversation about it. So okay. It's nice always having that mentor right there. Right. He was definitely – by this time, I would say, you know – he was more chill, yeah, not so uh, tight. Well, they weren't tight like wide yeah, not <laughs> tight wide, tight wound. wound. Yeah, really, yeah. So maybe, he was maybe more a tight relaxed. Too. So <laughs> he probably was, you know, a little more in the teaching mode, like yeah. he is now. Yeah, he's he's different than when we were growing up. Now, well, we all are, right? Like mm-hmm. my parents are so different to uh, my kids than they were to me. I'm like, yeah. you guys are nice, <laughs> right? You guys so, are good grandparents. Yeah, no joke. Uh, and what you, happened? And you, so then there's you, Jared, and then your brother's name is? Jonathan. And your sister's name is? Jeanette. Right, all J's. Are your parents J's too? Yeah, my dad is, not my mom. Oh. So we're oh, all Oh, she's yeah. the little, I have a friend okay, too, and it's and all now you have, you have four boys. I have four boys. And what are their real names? Avery, Andrew, Aiden, and Austin. All A's. And they're all middle names or C, so they're all ACOs. Oh, well, that makes yeah. it good for the monograms. You can just pass that's them down. True. <laughs> yeah, that's because yeah. they're all boys. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to wear monogram stuff. Well, yeah. book bags and stuff so when you they're little. You can't put ACO. You, have, you, you, know, have, you like don't know which one AC, it's for. Yeah. ACO1, ACO2. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, uh, and then your brother, uh, Jonathan, uh, when did he graduate dental school? He graduated dental school. A couple of three years after us? No, he would have been, man, 2005 maybe. Okay, 2004. Five, six, yeah. Okay, 2004. All right, and then he's he's three years younger. And did he and join he did you right eight, away? Five years. Did he join you right away? He did one year AEGD. Okay. Why did he do that? He was encouraged to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. Well, I don't remember how it happened, but okay, he was encouraged to. I think so. All right. Um. So yeah, he did that in Miami. Okay. And I bet you had a good time there. Hylia, he did. I'm sure. Uh, and then he came in as an associate for two years. In, in your office. practice? Correct. Why didn't he go to your brother's practice? Probably wasn't space necessary because I think Bob was probably still there at that time? I thought Bob had – maybe he came in right before Bob left. Okay. Yeah. What's it like working with your brother? Uh, it's it, – you know, it's, it has its good things and bad things, yeah. you know. He gives me – you know, uh, a long string to run yeah. the things the way I like to run them, okay. you know, and not all partners are going to do no. that. Right. You know, uh, we can, we can argue and, you know, and five minutes later, still, we're still brothers. Right. right. So, and you can't do that with just any partner. Right. So, but at the same time, I can't, uh, I, I wouldn't say I can't make, I can't change him right. like you might at another partner. Well, you can't it's change gonna be, partner. Yeah, it's going to be his. <laughs> He's going to do it his way. I'm going to yeah. do it my way. 
Yeah, it works and out. And we just make that work. Yeah. Yeah. And your wife is also a dentist? Yeah. She's the boss. <laughs> Karita. She was also a classmate. Yes. So she was. And so how many days does she work at She works two days a week. So what's what's that dynamic like of having you know, does Jonathan ever feel like it's you two against him? Or? I don't think so. No. If he did, he would never say it. Okay. But maybe I don't know. It's a good question. What do you think? He about should work- be here on this with us. What do you think about working with your wife? Uh, I don't listen. We've been together every day since we were eighteen years old. Yeah. You know, right? Yeah. So we went to school together. We we were in the army together. Then we d- started the practice together. Uh, you know, each time she would we'd have a kid, she'd take three months off and come back and be mad because I'm using different materials. <laughs> You know, and she's like, what's this? So it got to the point, I, I can't remember, it's either after the, our second child or the third child that we decided that we were going to start uh, kind of limiting her practice to pedo. You know, okay. At first she hated it, and now I, I think she would say it was probably one of the best ideas we've had. Okay. Yeah. That's good. So Maybe. do you all specialize or within general dentistry on different things? Like we were talking earlier, you said you like Invisalign. I you do, like I ortho. Like, I like doing a lot of ortho and Invisalign. She she does all the pedo. Uh, Jonathan kind of just, you know, he's just a standard general practice. So he does the bread and butter dentistry. Yep. yep. Yeah. He has the easy stuff, I would like to say. <laughs> the yeah. less headache stuff, to be quite honest with you. I find Possible. some of those specialty procedures that we do sometimes very heartache. Very stressful. Because, one, people have high expectations. They're typically paying you a lot of money. Uh, and then you have high expectations of yourself, I think. Well, while we're talking about that, we can talk about how people go from just being a general dentist to being a super general. Because I think both of you guys are in that on that path. And how you got there, what made you want to do that kind of thing. Well, I'm the super, super. I'm the caveman oh, general dentist. okay. The one, the, who didn't wanna, the one who didn't want to do anything with blood. Yeah, yeah. Oh, much. listen, I'll tell you about Trudy. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You know what? We were going to wait till the end, but I think we all really, we brought you here because we want to know what T-Bone was like in dental school. I'll tell you. Our, <laughs> well, first of all. Well, number one, let's set the stage. We went to a six-year program. Yes. Which was okay. straight out of high school. So most of us were 17 or 18 you years were old. Young. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we were in a program where it's two years undergrad, four years dental school. You had to maintain a 2.8 or 3.0 or something, and then you're, you got your admission in But at the same school. time, we're. Listen, our first semester, we're in 18 hours. Yeah, 18, 21 Knowledge. even. Yeah, we're in, and then we went Which all summer. Crazy. We went every summer to school. Yeah, 12 so. and 13 during the summers. Yeah. That's like, that's full time for a regular yeah. semester. Yeah. yeah. You know, our, our, our easiest semester was our first with 18 hours. Yeah. And we're in dental anatomy with four-year dental students. Yeah. First semester out of high school. But I'll tell you a couple of stories about Tarun. So, you know, first of all, Tarun, he looked like he was 20-something. <laughs> The first day, and he was 17. I remember we went out to dinner. Do you remember all the six years? We yeah. went to dinner from the dorm. We go to this little Chinese restaurant we could walk to. And uh, we go around the table. It's a big table. There's nine, ten of us. Gets to Tarun last, and he says, I'll have a beer. Miller Lite. We're like, what? Did you have a beer? <laughs> I hardly all, drink now. Yeah, he doesn't even, he didn't drink then. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he and the Chinese guy, he's like, okay. <laughs> so we all had milk, and, you know, we're still kids. Turn had a beer. <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. Yeah. Now all the kids are at his house but for like the millennial mastermind having beers and he's drinking milk. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, man. <laughs> Tables of somebody's got somebody's got to watch those kids. He, he wants here. a milkshake and everybody else is drinking beer. Man, we 
you should have milkshakes right no, now. No, no, no. <laughs> I can't do any more ice cream. Drew, Drew can drive. Where's Drew? All right, so let's talk. Well, let's get back to the path to becoming a super dentist in a sense. All right. A caveman dentist, I like to call myself. Because not too many people want to do all that kind of education well, school. but the, I, th- I, I, well, I would, uh, I don't look at it that way necessarily. I think, I think there's a lot of people that want to do that level of dentistry, but who are unwilling to persevere through what it takes to get there. Right. So, l- l- you know, when did you decide that? You, because from what I'm hearing, it sounded like your dad was. Would you say your dad was a traditional general dentist? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, podcast family. T-Bone here to talk about the 3D Dentist Digital Implant Continuum. Are you ready to start placing dental implants but feeling a bit hesitant and or overwhelmed? I know that feeling. I've been there. Let's change that together. Imagine not just learning about dental implants in a classroom, but actually performing surgeries on real patients right here in North Carolina, guided every step of the way by our expert 3D mentors. This is dental implant learning at its best, using techniques that are safe, predictable, and confidence-boosting. They're exactly what I use in my own practice, so you know they work. Our course goes beyond clinical skills. We prepare you to successfully integrate high-demand implant services into your practice, transforming your career by attracting new patients and elevating your practice. And it doesn't end with the course. Completing our program is just the beginning of a new journey. You'll be a part of a community of confident, skilled dentists with ongoing support to ensure lasting success and growth. After all, this is about mastering a skill that can transform your career just like it did for me. So, are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Visit www.3d-dentist.com, check out our upcoming sessions, and join us to revolutionize your practice. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now let's get back to this week's episode. Uh, no, I w- he did ortho. Okay. So, uh, you know. But not implants. Big into occlusion. Okay. I think he, I think he did some implants back okay. in the day, yeah. I mean, he used to do IV sedation okay. in the office. Yeah, so he, he, uh. He had a saying, the only thing he referred were bad attitudes. Right. Okay. So, yeah, so he was probably, one, uh, you know, a super general. Of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but for me, it was, you know, I'd probably just be a regular general dentist doing fillings and one-unit crowns. But uh, I, I, when two weeks before my first son was born, we were getting an ultrasound, and they found the cleft lip and cleft palate. And uh, I think that's what changed it for me. Right then, I knew my wife was already signed up for Garrity Ortho, ortho the first yeah. course. And uh, I remember I said, "I'm I'm going with you." I hadn't signed up, <laughs> but uh, I'm coming with you, and I'm going to take the course too. And, you know, because no one's going to treat him better than I will. Right. So, and that's once I started taking that stuff, I just got addicted to it, one thing after another. And then you get to the point where like you're into it so much, you can't waste a weekend. So taking bad CE courses, that was just out of the question. So I started doing research on, like, who who and where. and uh, So I got involved in the AACD mm-hmm. shortly after going through the ortho. Uh, I took an implant curriculum in San Diego because we went to San Diego. Well, from San Diego. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so we went there twice a year anyways. 
So we kind of planned it with that, and that was uh, El Faraji. I can't really oh, yeah. pronounce his name, but but then I saw John Coyce at the AACD, okay. and that that changed everything. You fell in love with him, yeah, because I <laughs> I'd already started a bromance. I'd already started Panky, so I yeah. did Panky one. Okay, you know, and I came the whole time I met Panky. I spent hours. They had this little simulator where you're trying to do CR, yeah, by manual manipulation of the jaw. Caressing, and, uh, you know, <laughs> and I'm I'm pretty ambidextrous. Yeah, you know, I write left-handed. I just throw right-handed, so I'm I'm always using both. You practice right-handed too. Correct? Practice left-handed. You practice left-handed. Okay. Depends on what I'm doing. Okay. I, mean, I will do some things right-handed, but not very often. <laughs> do you have your assistant switch your chair halfway through? No, I just bump her out of <laughs> the way. I say I'm coming over. But uh, so when I saw Dr. Coyce, and he just gave a one-day lecture, but he was talking about. He did go over uh, how he could do a full bite adjustment without ever touching the patient's face. Mm-hmm. And I had just been to Panky a month before working on this simulator, which had no muscles attached to it that were right. fighting me. And I couldn't get it, you know, even yeah. left and right hand. So I knew, I was like, man, if I'm going to do a bite adjustment and I got to touch the patient's face, there's no way I'm going to get it right. You know, and then I heard Dr. Coyce and the way he does it. And it's just like, man, there's your answer. So then I started taking his courses. And they're not cheap. No, they're not. And they're not close. No. You got to fly to Seattle from Florida. So you're missing a day from there. From Timbuktu, Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You miss a day there. You're there for Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, for the first course, I flew home on Sunday. My wife cut that out when she found out there was an overnight flight. <laughs> <laughs> so I was taking <laughs> course all day Saturday and Sounds catching like the, red eye, <laughs> the red eye home yeah but I was worthless on Sunday that's yeah. for sure uh-huh. but you know but he uh you know the one thing you learn with Dr. Coyce is you save money with the knowledge that you gain right you know you avoid the disasters so and that was and to know. me that's what knowledge really is yeah. right it's it's all, it's all good see well think. it's knowing what not to do right, right. Yeah. and yeah. and how to avoid some of the mistakes and then to you know then certainly of course how to how to troubleshoot through the mistakes mm-hmm. so i've heard a lot of people say that um koi spear panky all these places they kind of change your life and your perspective on dentistry you know what would you say uh, is you know kind of if you were to sum it up how how did those programs uh, how did the koi's programs really change uh, how you practice? Uh, they give you more confidence, definitely okay. taking on bigger cases. But, uh, it, you know, confidence that you can, one, you're not going to screw the person up. Okay. And two, that you can actually make them happy. Right. <laughs> you know, that's two different levels of confidence. So uh, that's, a, that's the biggest thing. Plus always having that mentor that you can reach out to. Right. I think it's important. Because even I mean, you can take all the classes you want, there, you're going to come across something yeah, where course. you need to reach. You out. need help. Yeah. You forget. Of course. You know you don't do it enough. Of course. You know, um, I've always heard because I haven't taken any programs from Coyce outside of seeing him at Chicago or play. You know, right. Big meetings like that. Um, <coughs> I heard that he has a significant emphasis on diagnosis and treatment planning. Mm-hmm. So would you, would you agree with that statement? Absolutely. Yeah, so talk to us about that. What what is that like? What is you know in a nutshell, kind of what the, what is the philosophy there? Well, he and uses how does it apply to a? Tri- so I, I want to be clear about this. You have what I would consider a standard, traditional general practice right. that you live in a 
But how big is Navarre? 30,000 people? 30,000 people. So it's not like you're in a hi-fi area or any of those things. So at the end of the day, 70, 80% of your practice is probably traditional general dentistry. But yet you took time to invest in, what, six, seven, eight classes from COIS? Yeah. Plus the annual symposium? Yeah, a bunch of times. Yeah. So so how does it kind of relate into the general practice? Well, you hear a lot of people, some dentists will say, well, I can't do that. I'm in a small town. Right. Listen, small town people, they're... The teeth are the same. It doesn't matter right. where they live. And same with their, uh, they're, they're going to want their teeth when they're 80 also, you know. So it's still all about presenting the dentistry that they need. Mm-hmm. And and you can't just assume they're going to say no. So, uh, but as far as Kois and, and his, uh, like, philosophies, you know, he's red, red, yellow, green. Right, yeah. So that's just a way to, you know, everything we do is makes the, that group, whatever you're looking at, like dentofacial or, you know, carry susceptibility, biomechanics, function, all those, we give them a red, green, or yellow. And are you using That's that? That's easy for the patient to understand. Are you doing that on all your patients? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a diagnostic form that we can fill out on the new patients and kind of just let them know. Uh, but, and then the biggest thing is, like, I like his uh, four classes of dysfunction mm-hmm. or... F- or we should say occlusion. Right. You know, he's got like the dysfunction and the constricted envelope and, you know, parafunction, brain activity or whatever. But uh, I'd like to have my sheet in front of me and I can yeah, tell sure, you exactly what he calls them, you know. Yeah. But uh, the biggest thing is really presenting it to the patient. So how do And you not just assuming that they just want that. Because they come in saying that their one tooth broke. Mm-hmm. It happens all the time, right? Yeah, they of say, course. I just want this one broke. You present it all to them, and maybe not that year, but next year they yeah. start treatment. Yeah. And what is the success been with like that? I mean, are you? I mean, is there? Are you? Are you doing more comprehensive dentistry than you imagine you would do? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you combine it with ortho knowledge, you know, because uh, anterior tooth wear, a lot of these cases you really should reposition the teeth. Right. You know? Well, it's typically well. There's a big push now that it's an airway issue. A lot, of, a lot of clenching and grinding yeah, is, or exactly. grinding especially. Tons yeah. of clenching. Yeah. You know, people are stressed out. I think the cell phones have made us worse. I didn't clench until I had a cell phone. Because we're more aware <laughs> of what's all <laughs> going You're on. A liar, dude. <laughs> I did it. Now I clench, but I wear a night guard, so. All right, so how'd you get into ortho? So we talked about it from the cleft lip palate yep. thing. Okay. Yep. So I, my, uh, my wife at... She was already signed up, so I couldn't actually, I didn't go with her to the first class, so I ended up going to, she would did all hers in Atlanta. I went to Dallas for my first class, and then we went to Atlanta for the rest of them. But Together. Yep. Uh, so that was like a, however many weekends, and then you go back the second year and do it again, kind of sit in the back of the room as a Kay. mentor or whatever. But, uh, you know, Garrity, he's he's the man when it comes to general dentists and ortho. You know, he's been the man. That's what my dad learned from Garrity. Okay. You know, and I don't think so he's t- I don't think he's personally teaching anymore. Not anymore, no. Yeah, remember uh, Matt was teaching with him, Standridge. Okay, who we're looking to have do some of our ortho yeah. programs, our limited ortho programs. So, yeah. I feel like you know when you when you the more things you do. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hello, podcast family. T Bone here, bringing you our newest live patient implant training, Full Arch Express. For dentists already placing implants and ready to level up and continue building their implant practice, this is the golden ticket. 
We're diving deep into Full Arch Implants, the hottest game changer in implant dentistry. In this program, we tackle both overdentures and all annex fixed hybrids, mastering techniques that are essential for modern, comprehensive dental care. It's about getting your hands on the tools and techniques that will replace the doubt and fear with confidence and predictability. Here's the kicker. There's live patient training right here in North Carolina. You're not just learning theories. You're in the operatory doing real work on real patient from start to finish, guided one-on-one by our expert 3D mentors. You'll learn the nuances of each approach, ensuring you can cater to a wide range of patients to maximize revenue. Speaking of revenue, with me, you know it's not just about the clinical skills. We're bringing business into this aspect too, teaching you how to integrate these advanced services profitably into your practice. So are you ready to rise up to the top in implant dentistry? Join us at the Full Arch Express. This isn't just another course, it's a career-defining leap. Head to www.3d-dentist.com to enroll in our next session. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now, back to this week's episode. Then the less a recession is going to affect you. Like, I, what, Did you have a turn down in 08, 09? Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't even realize that we were in a big recession. But it's interesting you say that. My, ter- my, my downturn, so our practice dropped about 30% mm-hmm. in 08, 09, a little early 2010. But I was also a very limited dentist at that time. I was say, we've talked about that. Yeah. Becoming yeah. recession-proof. Yeah, that works. from expanding, right? Mm-hmm. Because basically my level of dentistry in 08, 09 was cosmetic cases. I did endo at that time, and no that was it. And no blood. No blood. <laughs> no blood. No, no blood whatsoever. So yeah, still we've come a long no way. <laughs> yeah, so um, it just it just makes blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just surprises me because now his biggest, largest cases are just full on yeah. blood. Bleeding, bleeding even everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like we're purposely <laughs> inducing yeah. bleeding. Uh, so yeah. what was my blo- my first blood story? Well, we were, this is our first day in the oral surgery clinic. Do you remember well, this? Yeah, I'm very, trust me, I remember <laughs> it. But was it, was it first year of dental school or was it while we were no, still no, in undergrad? I think we were in our third year. Third, third year of dental school? Yeah, we were starting our oral surgery rotation. Okay, all right. So we were supposed to be out there for two weeks. The first yeah. day, these are all like cubicles, so they have swinging doors, not like your traditional yeah. operatories, and we stand up. Uh-huh. So in uh, the first day, we were with one of the oral surgery residents. So I'm standing in there suctioning for my oral surgery resident. All of a sudden, I hear boom, boom, and my door swings open. We have sound effects, too. So I turn around, and there's Tarun laying on the floor. I'm like, Tarun, he fell through his door, across the aisle, and through my door, and into my cubicle. And he's laying on his back, looking face up at me. I'm like, what are you doing? Get off like you floor. hit your head? Get and I wasn't super heavy at this time, either. <laughs> passed out. <laughs> I, oh, I, by the way, I wasn't even assisting. I was watching. I was second assistant. I was just watching. I was just watching it happen. And the funny thing is when we have, so I started in his office as an uh-huh. intern. And when he brings these interns in, he asks them, does blood bother you? And I'm like, well, do you think these people would be wanting to come see it if it did? And <laughs> this is why blood, he's asking. Blood bothered me. There's a lot of dentists that blood bothers them. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, yeah dude. I believe it. 
I, I remember doing our Listen, anesthetic. There's days it bothers me. Yeah, I remember <laughs> doing the anesthetic days where we had to do anesthetic on each other oh, the yeah. first time. I'm all <laughs> <laughs> and I'm all shaking my hand. I home. feel like this is good because we have a lot of, as you heard in the review, I feel like we have a lot of young listeners, people yeah. that are in dental school or just graduated, um, kind of all phases, but I feel like we have a lot of millennial aged listeners. Yeah. So were you guys, are you guys doing since we were talking about that, are you guys doing the procedures now you thought you would be doing when you graduated? No, for me, absolutely not. That's what exactly. Like I, I would have, I look, if, if you, if you probably could catch me off the golf course, my senior year of dental school, I would have probably told you that I don't want to do any dentistry, that <laughs> I hate dentistry. Uh, but I love the business of dentistry. Uh-huh. Yeah. We yeah. figured Tarun would own like 10 offices yeah. and not work. Yeah. Be doing yeah. great. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's what I would have uh, pictured for myself. Um, but uh, He says that, but then he loves it so much we can't get him out of the well, operatory. But I think, I think you know, my why wasn't like you where it's uh, familiarly related. Right. Uh, my why was, a, 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 you know, I, I, I don't know if, if you were up there for our meeting yesterday, uh, but I talked to our team about uh, a couple of things about myself, and I said, you know, the, my biggest fear in life is disappointing people, mm-hmm. more specifically uh, my parents. And my second biggest thing is always uh, the fear of not being proud of whatever I do. Uh, and that includes other people around me. Uh, so I know, um, you know, look, my parents are very proud of me, but I also know that they weren't proud that I didn't have the grades or the networking connections to be able to do any type of specialty program. They, they literally would have left me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they would have left me out of, um, uh, they would have left me. I wasn't a very good student um, or a very <laughs> committed student. Um, they would have left me out of the residency program. But um, so, you know, my parents, my dad f- kind of forced me to take some education. And uh, some of the first classes I took, I went to a, a, like a large dental meeting. I heard Larry Rosenthal talk. Uh, that inspired me a lot. Uh, then I heard Ross and Bill Dickerson and some of these guys, and uh, they really inspired me to see dentistry from a different perspective. And I, just like you, I got hooked. I got mm-hmm. the bug. And uh, you know, then I was focused on doing that in my practice. And the concept or idea of multiple practices just really was always there in the back of my mind. Um, but I think I, I solved that entrepreneurial itch from the dental town meeting, mm-hmm. then 3D, 3D dentist, yeah. and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. So I'm getting the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial part in still. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I'm not doing it through multiple practices. Economically, I p- possibly could have done a lot better that way. But um, that's okay. I, I'm really loving what I do and, um, you know, that kind of thing. So I believe your first townie meeting was a. Same weekend as my son's first surgery. Yeah. Because I ended up not making it. Like maybe it was at the Flamingo 2003. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so you got into ortho from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Did you okay. always think you were going to – so you didn't think you were going to get into ortho when you graduated? What oh, did you want to do? I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm talking about ortho. No, 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 no. playing golf with somebody. <laughs> no, he wasn't out there by himself. <laughs> so Jared, by the way, Jared. No, not so I residency. remember the first time I ever played golf, Jared <laughs> took me to Swope Park Ray Golf Course, mm-hmm. and I had never played in my life. Never played in my life, and I was, again, hooked. 
mean, I have a little bit of an addictive personality. Right. Uh, because I had competitive, a gambling. Yeah. It's competitive. No, no, I just, it's, well, competitive. Yeah. I had a gambling problem. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's so, addicted to. But when you guys got, because this is one thing I learned working in T-Bone's practice. Um, I had always wanted to be an orthodontist. Mm -hmm. And then working in his practice, I realized you don't have to be an orthodontist to do ortho. Right. So when you guys graduated, is that something you even thought you would really be able to do as a general dentist? Well, see, my dad did it, so I knew. Okay, you could, so you were yeah. around your dad's practice. Yeah, but I, I didn't think I was going to. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't on my list of things to do. What did you want to do? In fact, in fact, uh, when we were getting out of the army, my wife applied for some ortho residencies. Uh huh. Uh, she got a couple of interviews, but did not get in. So, actually, this must have been. When did she do that? Oh two, oh three. Was it before we got out? It had to be before we got out because when we were getting out, we knew we were going to the okay. bar. So, so it must yeah. have been right after school when she, we were in the Army. Okay. She applied. How'd you end up in the Army, by the way? Oh, well, I had school paid for <laughs> no, well. from my parents. <laughs> right, I was going to so say. So they strongly uh, encouraged it. <laughs> you get to see the world. And then how did Karina get suckered into it? All right, so here's the real story. <laughs> so my dad always talks about it. Yeah. You know, he did always bring it up. Did he do the Army? He was Navy. Okay, yeah. after dental school. Right. Okay. So he was uh, well, O3 okay. in the Navy. In fact, he, he went, got stationed. He's from Pensacola. Got stationed out of dental school at Pensacola oh, NAS. God. <laughs> he didn't want to. Yeah. Uh, he was then, like, I joined this to see the world, yeah. and here I am. <laughs> He's like, I want to see the world. <laughs> Two years there, then they moved him to Whiting Field in Milton. Oh, my God, which Big is 30, still Pensacola. 30 minutes away, yeah. 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 So he got out. Started his own practice. Uh, so he always told me, you know, look, look at the military. Try it. You know, you might like it. So one day we're actually at the uh, Midwest Dental Meeting okay. in March. Right. I think it was March of our sophomore years. Okay. Uh, and Karina and I are just walking the floor. We're like, hey, hey, come here. So we look over and it's the Army recruiter, right? They're yeah. always there. So we walk over there and he's like, listen, we had scholarships go untaken. They didn't have enough applicants or whatever. So, uh, so we're talking 1997 at this point. Yeah. yeah. So he says, listen, apply, you probably get it. Get your last two years paid for and then uh, give us three. So we, he already asked, like, what year are you? He's yeah. like, sophomores. He's like, oh, this is perfect because we actually had scholarships go un, unused. So we applied, and my wife got it. And I was an alternate. <laughs> <laughs> so I told my wife, L have fun. Have fun. <laughs> I'll see you. <laughs> After well, she wasn't years. your wife yeah, yeah, at the time. My, she, uh, my girlfriend, tell my yeah. girlfriend, hey, listen, have, and she's like, no way, I'm not doing it if you <laughs> don't get in. And it, I'd say, uh, I don't know, about after a month, enough no's came around to where yeah. me as an alternate got the scholarship. It. So two years paid for, three years back. Yeah. Did you, you know, enjoy it? Got, oh, yeah. We lived in Germany for two years, so we traveled all over the place. My wife's not one to sit around, so if we had a long weekend, we were gone. Yeah. And you get them at least once a month there, so you flex Fridays. Okay. Mm -hmm. Would you tell other people to go into the military? I'd say it's a good option. Yeah. yeah. You, you're you're going to learn a ton, you know. Uh, I don't know what their scholarships are now. Like, I heard I have a, a, a guy that's been shadowing mm -hmm. for a couple years now, a good family in Navarre, their son. And uh, he's looking at it, but I think he told me it's four for five, but I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure. Did your brothers have to have do the military? None of them do, no. Why did, why did you? 
They probably told my dad. Yeah, I went I went and applied and didn't get it. I wasn't that smart. <laughs> I didn't think of that one. Right. So you tell other people to do the military. Yeah, I mean, it. You know, you're like I said, you're going to learn a ton. Uh, one of the years is an AEGD, so mm-hmm. you're same as like if you were to do it civilian. Right. And then the other two years, you're basically you're going to go somewhere, okay. more more than likely overseas, but. There are some spots here. Quite a few of our friends did it. Kevin did it. Greg did it. Yeah, and Greg stayed in extra so he could go to Italy. Yeah, he wanted to go to Italy. I remember that. He was in the Air Force, correct? Navy. Navy. Navy, okay. Uh, Kevin was Navy. Yeah. Um, Christy. Christy. Actually, Adam Adam was in the Army with me, and we ended up in Seattle together for a year and then Germany two years together. Interesting. How did you get into implants? Because that's not something we even got. A, I would say we didn't get exposed to it in middle school. Not at all, right? Thank goodness. You would have been on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> we would have never woke him up. Yeah. He would have dropped out. <laughs> no, uh, it was soon after, I think when I was probably in the middle of ortho, really. Yeah. I knew that my son was either going to need an implant or, you know, he's going to need something. Yeah. He's actually been very fortunate. He actually had supernumerary teeth. Right. So uh, he didn't. No implant as of now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he had an impacted canine, but we brought that in and with no issues. But uh, that w- it was, you know, we're doing trips to San Diego, like I said, twice a year. So I found an implant course that was there, yeah. right there in Del Mar, where we, La Jolla Beach. Right. And uh, so every time we'd go, we'd, we'd set it up at the same time. Right. I'd take the course while I was there, and kids would go to. Do you enjoy Seaboro. implant dentistry? I do. I like it even more with the surgical guides now. Yeah. It's, you know, takes the stress out, makes them almost too easy sometimes. Yeah. You know, you get done, you're like, dang. I need to, I need to make that take longer. Yeah. Yeah. Patients kind of want a refund. That was too easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are the, some of the other things that you're trying to get into now? Invisalign. Yeah. You know, I did some cases 15 years ago, and it just, yeah. you know, didn't. Let's just say it didn't work as good as braces did in my hands. Well, your your tra- tra- training was traditional brackets and wires right. as well. Mm-hmm. So and you can't look at it the same. No, no, it's different forces on the teeth. So, so let me ask you this: Why, as a person that's highly trained in brackets and wires, mm-hmm. as a general dentist, uh, your cost of brackets and wires is probably fifty to hundred bucks? Oh yeah, way cheaper. You know, why Why would you go to something that has a, such a high lab bill? I think it's because patients. Well, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be what's asked for. You know, if you if you can't do it, you're going to lose patience. Okay. Yeah. And it's getting it's good enough now to where it's it's just as I I say in some cases you're going to do faster in Invisalign than you are traditional ortho. So are you trying to move to an all Invisalign or all clear liner type of practice? I don't know if I could ever move all, mm-hmm. but uh, you know my father-in-law, so uh, Chris, he's an orthodontist, right. San Diego, and. Uh, it was probably about five years ago he was visiting one time and he said he can he's going to pretty much all Invisalign, all 90%. Yeah. The only ones he doesn't are like the kids, that they want braces right. for the colors. I want my kids to have braces because I'm sure Aria's not wearing <laughs> her trays. I'm certain of it. Yeah, we talked about it already. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ask Ari, her? I already talked to he, her. Uh, he <laughs> told her how important it was to wear them until her food comes to the table. That's right. <laughs> yeah. 45 minutes out of your mouth, no more than that. Yeah. You're regressing after that. So it's important. Uh, I tell them that's why she complains that the trays hurt. Yeah. They're, not they're working. Them yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're overworking. Yeah. Well, they're, you know, they're yeah. not, you're not getting the teeth there. Yeah. yeah. What's next for you, Jared? 
Uh, just increasing my Invisalign practice. So I'm yeah. trying some different what's holding new you marketing. Back? What's holding you back from doing more Invisalign, more or you know, more implants, more all of that? I know the answer. I'm just trying to get it out. Of <laughs> you. I what's holding me back? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But like I said, I'm you know we're we're uh, we're trying to get more patients in that are looking for Invisalign. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're already you know heavy into the. I would say internal mm-hmm. marketing, you know, with our current patients. I would say most of our Invisalign cases are already patients, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I'm gonna try some marketing for some external patients. Have you done any marketing in 20 years? I haven't done any. You just had 18 years, by the way. Congratulations! Thank you. Yesterday yeah. was your 18-year <laughs> practice right. anniversary. Yeah. So, um, so have you done any marketing past. in 18 Never. years? None. None. Yellow pages, maybe in the beginning. Uh, no, I think we just put our name in it. Yeah. Yeah. We did send, like, we used to do, like, a little postcard to anybody that bought a house. Right. That used to go out. In your neighborhoods. Yeah, the whole thing. I actually got one myself. It was <laughs> <laughs> we get all, I, all <laughs> their friends do, too, but everyone that gets his magazine sends it to me. I'm like, well, that's good. At least we know it's going out, yeah. you know? <laughs> like, what, really which it. part of neighborhood, <laughs> which neighborhoods are getting it? So, and, and then I got, uh, I sent myself a mail the other day saying I was overdue for <laughs> Cleaning. I, I think those are automatic. <laughs> yeah, I'm overdue for a cleaning. It says sad. we've been trying to reach you <laughs> multiple times. Duh. So, um, all right, that's pretty good. So, uh, uh, I think we covered everything. I mean, right? we touched on everything. Yeah. 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 So, anything else? Any other fun stories you want to tell us about us? Probably not. Not that I can remember. Yeah. No, I was they were too Kevin's busy on the golf course to, talk, to um, yeah. <laughs> talk about school. Yeah, we. You're my you're my problem. I played golf so much my first ten years out out of dental school, afterwards, and then then I got my belly got too big and yeah, my back I had too starts many hurting. Kids. Well, that's yeah. why. <laughs> <laughs> Where did she show up? Yeah, hey. <laughs> All right, everybody. I want to give uh, thanks to Jared for coming out. We're here, by the way. Uh, and we're making a commitment to do an annual father-son That's right. uh, golf trip. Yeah. We're here. Uh, and just so uh, First annual. my son Till is the four- sons get way too cool to hang out with you guys. Listen, they'll never get that way. My <laughs> okay. son is 14. His son is 15. They talk so much smack. And we were up nine holes after 11 holes today. Yeah. We, the match was over. We put the beat down on them. We did. I think we, we made them nervous. And then we're going we're gonna to do it again tomorrow. Yeah. It's, it's we'll let you guys know the update of the full weekend on the next episode. <laughs> well, if you don't hear anything, it's because I lost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not going to advertise that for no sure. No update means bad news. <laughs> so, again, uh, as always, uh, listen, uh, if you could leave us a review, help us expand our social media reach. If you can support our partner, which is 3D Dentists, uh, through some of our training and our programs. We'd love to have you uh, join us in Raleigh and uh, online as well. And uh, we look forward to seeing you each and every week on the T-Bone Speaks podcast. Have a great day. Thanks so much for listening to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal. Remember to keep striving for excellence and we'll catch you on the next episode. Hey, podcast family, T-Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? Then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind, the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. 
I know your challenges. I felt your pain. This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, and the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy, your team is self-motivated, and your profits keep climbing. That's what the 3D Business Mastermind is all about. In this exclusive mastermind, you'll join a league of ambitious dentists driven to elevate their practices. You'll gain access to proven strategies, personalized coaching, and a community that understands your journey. So if you're ready to supercharge your dental practice and enjoy the success you deserve, visit www.3d-dentists.com and take the first step towards a brighter future in dentistry by filling out the 3D Business Mastermind application. Now, let's get to this week's episode. <music> 